Denver's going to win the football game. Tatum drives down and throws it down. Wow. The throw rainbows it down the right side for Kyle Pitts. He's got it. He's there. Touchdown. Oh, my. And we're back um, from the hiatus. If you guys saw the emergency uh podcast that was like what was it three months ago (laughs) something like that in august (laughs) that everything died on us but we are back and for season two i think we're officially claiming this as season two of the sports bit sports bits podcast you can tell i'm a little rusty on all this stuff but uh i have a lot we have a lot to discuss at least on the new format wise we're also going to shorten up the basically the new format is that we're going to shorten up these videos so the podcast is not like an hour long we're gonna do like probably 30 to 40 minutes have like about three segments each 10 minutes Having them be 10 minutes, keep it short. You know, we noticed a lot. We rambled in the old uh, season. So hopefully with this new format, we'll keep it short, have more fun, exciting content, which also leads me to my next point, which is the TikTok and the YouTube. The TikTok will have, will have a lot more fun content because this man is going to be leading the TikTok charge. Yes, That's right. Not me, because <laughs> I, I think this man has probably has a better job. We'll do a better job, you know, dividing up the work and all. We'll see how it goes. And yeah. then the we're actually... Trial yeah. run for a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. And this man right here is taking all the graphic design work. We're going to be working on a banner for the YouTube. We're going to work on better thumbnails and also more stuff like that and maybe better graphics for the in-YouTube part. And the last thing is for the YouTube-wise, we are going to do 10-minute segment. When we do each 10-minute segment, that will be its own video later in the week. And then we'll have, like, more, you know, fancy highlights, fancy graphics for when we discuss stats and, like, the season, the standings, et cetera. So we'll have James help out with that part of it. So, yeah, that's what we're going to be doing this season. A lot, we're upping the production value. We're upping our workload and everything. And we'll have more people to divide it up because last season I was doing everything. It <laughs> was a lot. One-man one show over here. It was a one-man show, but I have two guys to help me out with this. You know, I finally have a plan. We have finally have a plan to attack this to so make it better and hopefully more entertaining for you guys. Um, the last thing is that we're actually going to move on to a, move this uh, podcast to more of a general NBA f- uh, you know, format. You know, we still want to talk about our teams, obviously, mm. but I think a more holistic view of the NBA is going to be a lot easier because we just we don't want to focus just on our three teams, but we also want to talk about like more stories that are going on in the NBA. You know, funny enough, you'll see in the next segment, which these guys will lead, about what we're going to talk about when it comes to like general NBA format. So I mean, that's really it on the for on the you know the new format and the new you know stuff with the podcast. But welcome back to season two. Let's get right into it, boys. What welcome do you guys back. want? Exactly. What do y'all want to talk about? This is the first segment uh, we got. I mean, we're, we're going to start it off with, uh, you know, my, my favorite team here. Uh, of course, we have to talk about the Kyrie situation. Yeah. I mean, yes. it's, uh, I don't know, I mean, it's hard to even, like, put into words what's going on right now, but, I mean, I'm sure you guys all know what's going on. You know, he won't, he won't get the vaccine, so then the Nets will not allow him to play. Or I think it's the, there's a, a mandate in New York City where yep. all the athletes have to be vaccinated to be able to play in the home games. Um, and then the Nets basically said, well, if you're not going to get vaccinated for the home games, you know, he could technically play in the away games, but they decided that that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. They want him there for the entire process and the whole thing. So they basically told him that it's either get vaccinated or you don't play. Um, you know, I mean, they're docking his pay for every game that he's missing. (laughs) I don't think he really cares at all. And I mean, it's not like he needs the money necessarily, but, um, I don't know. It's a weird situation because at least for me personally, you know, I got vaccinated and whatnot, but it, I don't think it's really about that necessarily, like the whole political mm-hmm. aspect of it. We're trying so, to stay away from politics. It's yeah, a sports-only like, podcast. This not a politics thing. And I don't even think, like, the situation with Kyrie is a political thing necessarily. Um, I know, like, he kind of is on that, um, you know, saying, like, he's doing it for, you know, whatever reasons. 
But at least for me, like, as a Nets fan, it's just kind of hard to watch because, like, I want to watch this guy play, you know? And, like, he's got a million fans that want to watch him play. Um, you know, I mean, he's a great player, obviously, you know, one of the better point guards in the league. So it really just stinks to watch him, you know, put basketball on the back burner like that. And he should want to play, you yes. know, to me at least. I think he should want to play. And I think Chuck, um, Charles Barkley put it pretty well. He said, you don't really get vaccinated for yourself. You kind of do it for other people. And I, think, team. I think that he should, you know, be on that mindset a little bit more. You yeah. know, it's just unfortunate as a fan, you know, you kind of watch him just put basketball on the back burner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that um, for me personally, I like to compare Kyrie as Kanye of the <laughs> NBA or the, the re of the NBA, as I should say now, because he, Kanye changed his name. But um, anyway, uh, he, he's, I, I think it's important to note that he's, feeling attacked by the media because I, I think that the media is trying to tell him like, Hey, like you're trying to, you have a, a job here. You, you chose this job. You wanted to do this job mm. all of your life. And now when there's a pandemic, you suddenly don't want to get the vaccine and now don't want to play anymore. Mm. And I think that that's like, you know, just kind of outlandish in some respect and, um, you know, like, like you said, it's not even, like, necessarily a political thing. It's just for the betterment of the NBA. Yeah, like, know? it sucks. Like, I mean, so many people, like, I mean, Kyrie's been in the league since 2011, <laughs> you know, um, since 2011. And he, he's been in since, uh, for a while now. So it's kind of just like, why, why don't you want to play? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he should want to play, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it really just stinks to watch him, like, kind of throw it all away. That's yeah, in my opinion, and it's like if he gets like traded to like another team or something, which so, I think I'm pretty sure he said that if he gets traded from Brooklyn, he's gonna just straight up retire. Yeah, um, still so, can't play anyway. Yeah, so. exactly. He, you know, he wouldn't really even be able to play. I mean, Brad Brad Beal hasn't gotten vaccinated, but he was just playing at Barclays Center on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like mm. I don't know. It's it's a whole weird thing and it, it's and hard to kind of like talk about it without getting into the whole political thing which is why i'm trying which to is stay why away from that we're gonna like you know? slowly but wrap this up because yeah. i feel like if we talk about it more we're gonna get into I mean, politics yeah, no, it's definitely a political yeah. thing I mean, we, we don't want to be on that That's exactly not for, for us point being I think he should get vaccinated. I want to see Kyrie play. Honestly, I just, that's a I just want to see him play. So that's, that's kind. What it is. I think that's kind of the gist we're getting at. Yeah. Mainly, so you guys understand. But I think the next one is way more interesting to talk definitely, about. Definitely. So real housewives of NBA. Housewives of NBA. I think James can lead this one because I think he might know more than I do. Yeah. I mean, uh, Ben Ben Simmons is a really struggling and frustrating person to uh, discuss in <laughs> yeah. right now, uh, to say the least. Um, As a Celtics fan, I'm happy about this. Yeah, so. I mean, like, <laughs> the fact that he, one, didn't take the time during the summer or the off season while uh, they were eliminated from the playoffs to improve his shot and then continues to slander the, the Sixers organization by saying they didn't give him the rest of his paycheck, which ultimately ended up being untrue. And then decides not to come to practice or boot camp for uh, or training camp for uh, the team mm. and then finally now they're d- like trying to ship his his ass out on, yep. on the team yeah. but they but can't nobody no wants one him. wants it no one yeah. wants him because not only like barring the fact that he completely destroyed any trade value that he had at the end of the playoffs right. when yep. he bricked all those free throws right. and clearly had like a mental breakdown on the court mm-hmm. um like, nobody wants that kind of, like, the energy that he's going to be bringing now, you know? Because they see that the way that he's been treating the Sixers organization. Yeah. He's not a trustworthy player Who, anymore. Yeah, like, why yeah. would you want that kind of energy on your team? And also, 
like the Sixers built like they're trying to build a team like around him and Embiid, right? But like he's totally just throwing it away, and you know he has like this just <laughs> adamant unwillingness to like better himself as a basketball player. You know? Yeah, and I want to give credit to Embiid for trying to do as best as he can to save his image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's yeah. doing whatever he well, can to be like Ben, like stop, dude. Yeah, like well, you're, that, you're and you're also he it. went on like I think it was um whenever the Sixers had their like home opener, mm-hmm. um he went onto the court and he was like you know like to all the fans he was like guys like we gotta support Ben. Yeah. You know like even <laughs> though everyone's like I know we don't want to but like you know we have to. Yeah. Um, oh. Y'all didn't mention this, but Ben Simmons was at practice. Well, I think for one of these practices, but then wouldn't do a defensive drill. Oh yeah, for for Doc Rivers, and immediately got kicked out by yeah, Doc Rivers. Which I mean, like so. that's fair. If you don't want to participate in the practice, then they, like get out. Exactly. I think that's mm-hmm. literally what Doc Rivers told him. He was like, Ben, I think you should leave because it's like if you're not gonna be in practice, like why do we want you here? And, and, I, and I I think that that is uh, a testament to uh, Doc Rivers, like, as being a good coach and still being yeah, like, able to run his, his team. Putting yeah. his foot down and be like, I'm not going to deal with this, like, baloney. Malarkey. Because I was very concerned when, um, um, when he was still coaching the Clippers that, you know, he was going to kind of get stomped all over by the players mm-hmm. on the Sixers team, but I'm glad that he still kept that authority yeah, uh, on Ben. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just got to put his foot down for this. Because, I mean, at this point, it's like, what do you do with this yeah. guy? Yeah. You know, like, seriously, what are you going to do with him? He's not going to get better. He obviously does not want to... Get better. Like, he doesn't want to, that's right. Like, he doesn't have, like, the drive or the mentality to even want to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's been going... The practices that he has been going to and he hasn't been kicked out of, um, <laughs> there have been reports where he just kind of sits in, like, um, at, like the half-court... You know, like, yeah. uh, in his own half court, just, like, shooting or whatever, you know, with a yeah. few rebounders and stuff. Not even, like, with the team, you know? So this guy's just not a team player, obviously. No. And then it's, like, who would want that kind of player on their roster? Yeah, no one. You know? I mean, so the Sixers are kind of just stuck with him. And I don't know how many years are left on his contract. It's, like, what, two or three, something like that? Yeah. So something A decent amount. Yeah. Um, Definitely enough. I don't know why this is not. There we go. That they have to deal with. Yeah. You know? Hey. It's more fun for us. Honestly, if this podcast was running, I would have had, like, an episode every day or every week about Ben Simmons or Kyrie Irving. This would kind of been fun, yeah. but we it's didn't have like to... It's just, like, ridiculous, uh, like, drama that's yes. going on. Great for us media people, bad for the players, but, uh, yeah. yeah, that's kind of how it is. But, yeah, I think um, the next thing we want to talk about is the reactions to week one because we are already in the midst of the NBA season. We are recording this a week after the start, the season opener, a little bit after, a week after, a little bit after the week the first week of the NBA, you know, whatever. You get it. Like a seven plus or ten about plus the second, days. About the second week. Second, We're in the second <laughs> week. But I want to give my reactions to the week one because a lot of, has happened. Then the two things I wanted to highlight. Actually, the one thing I want to highlight first I want to talk about with y'all is the East looking really strong this year. Mm-hmm. You know, overall, this is overall just blanket win-wise, but over, but looking at the like individual play as well, I'm actually happy and it's like surprised to see some of the teams play really well. Um, the Celtics, not as well as we wanted, but the other teams looking really well. Like, you know, example, the Hornets, the Bulls, even though the Bulls, I have some things to say about the Bulls being really good. But yeah, like they've looked overall really well and, you know, there's not well, really a we've seen terrible a lo- team. So a lot of things with the East right now, I mean, I just checked the standings today and yes. you will notice that the Nets are in dead last right now. In the East. Wait. Yeah, Nets are in dead last. No, they're not. In the East, I'm pretty Pistons. sure. The Pistons. Okay, well, Pistons. But point but they're, is... They're is bottom, that, like, they're the 11th or 12th seed. Right, you know so, what I mean? Yeah, point is, is that the Nets are supposed to be coming into this season being a championship contender right now, and we can't even beat 
like these, <laughs> like some of these teams I know and like we we lost to the Hornets and honestly you know the Hornets are looking really good but yes. the idea is that like the Nets are supposed to be playing well but um they're just not you know and like other teams are going to take advantage of that you know like you said the Hornets the Hornets are doing really great right now you know I have a lot of good Lamella things to say about Ball, all, you know Miles Bridges you know is going off so yeah a lot yeah. of teams are kind of just uh like the whole the whole uh, landscape of the East is yeah. switching it up. Exactly. And as a fan of the West, what do you think about the West's performance this season? Um, it's definitely lackluster, and it's definitely more more so than the, we've seen in previous years. But, um, I mean, like, I, I'm still hopeful for a couple teams in there, like, you know, like my own sons. and uh, I'm also Even hopeful. though they're one and three. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> it, like all, obviously these are very early start to, you know, the season. Yes. So there's not a lot to say about them, but – um, I would I would definitely say that like you know so a team like the Nuggets still could be like a top seed um, later on uh, and same with the Suns same with the Bla- maybe even the Blazers if they start catching fire um, the Rockets could be uh, could be interesting with the, uh, Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. You know we, there's there's definitely some redeeming teams in the West but they're all struggling right now for sure yeah and um, that actually t- uh, goes into my next point which talks about the Warriors. And when I watch them play, I'm actually really excited because the team is not – when you look at the roster, like, talent-wise, it doesn't look that great. You know, you have, like, Jordan Poole, Iguodala, Draymond Green, Clay's injured. You got uh, – what's his name? I don't know if – Wiseman's injured, so I think they have Kevon Looney at center. Yeah, but the thing yeah. is with them is that they all have played together before and that they've they've been a – you know, chemistry building team. So yeah, that's, they've that's always strong. had pretty good chemistry, yeah. and also like they have players like Steph and Draymond who are yeah. running the offense basically. Yeah, you know, for a, yeah. for a couple of these younger guys. For what it's worth, you know, Draymond running offenses and stuff. But the thing I also noticed with them is like the offenses, the play styles that each of the players fit around Steph. Like it helps the players that they put around him help Steph build off ball motion, off ball playmaking, mm-hmm. which is what he excels at with his speed and his quickness and his shooting. So that's the one thing. And also, again, Draymond knows this offense like and the defense like at the back of his hand. So he's able to guide these young players that are haven't played that much in the NBA to fit in this in this um in the system. And Steve Kerr's still there. Steve Kerr is a great coach. We can forget about Steve Kerr because yeah. he, he did he terrible last year with a bunch of shot creating wings like, you know, Kelly Oubre and well, whatever else they had, Wiggins. I mean Wiggins is still on the team, so he's still doing all right. Another you know, uh, you know uh, just to throw out there, another team that um, you know could end up being really good this season is the Timberwolves. I mean, they're right now the three and one. Yeah, they're not D-Lo's doing on too my bad, team. which is pretty crazy because I mean the Timberwolves consistently for the past few years and seasons have been just the laughing stock. Yeah, exactly. But um, I mean, it is going to be tough for them. I think. Well, I mean, we were just talking about it. The West is pretty lackluster right now. So I mean, if the West does end up becoming a lot stronger, you know, with some of these teams that are going to hit their stride a little bit, then I think the Timberwolves. Might get lost in the sauce a little bit, mm. you know. But definitely, they're looking good right now. D'Lo, uh, Ant, you know, Anthony Edwards is Ant's, just yeah, Ant is balling, beast. and he, he could talk about it more because he has this on his fantasy team. I do like have Anthony people. Edwards on my fantasy team, and I will very much appreciate his, uh, his <laughs> gameplay as of late. Um, I knew that he was going to be really good his uh, his rookie year. I'm upset that he didn't get rookie of the year, but all credit to Lamelo Ball, um, totally deserved it. But um, Anthony Edwards is going to be a great player in the NBA. Um, you know, he's already improving in his second year, and he's going to continue to improve o- over the season. I'm so happy that I got him in my, on my fantasy team. He's, I could easily see him 
uh, being like a, a 50 fantasy point scorer. Oh, yeah, every mm-hmm. night, for sure. Not, like, yeah, every yeah. night, but, like, on average. I don't know, dude. I mean, the man is going off. Right yeah. Well, he's, it's, getting, it's he's, getting, he's getting 30-plus. Yeah. He's getting, you know what, like, they're giving him the shots that he needs, I think. You know, mm-hmm. like, they're letting him have the ball and stuff like that, even though they have some veterans like Cat and D'Lo on the team. They're not like, being like, oh, you're a sophomore, you know, in the league. You were a rookie last year. Like, you know, we'll kind of, like, piss off and let the older guys handle it. No, they're giving this guy, like, minutes, and they're giving him, you know, the shots and the touches that he needs, and he's doing great things with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next thing I want to talk about was the Bulls, because again, I had, I said something earlier. I want to preface that that like I had some opinions about the Bulls, but they're undefeated. I think they're undefeated still. Are they undefeated still? No, they they have one they loss. Lost, but but they lost. Um, they lost to the Knicks. Knicks. So, yeah. I don't know if you saw those videos about the Knicks. Yeah. But those guys are going crazy. The Knicks are actually surprisingly very good this season as mm-hmm. well so far. I don't know if it'll last. I don't know if it'll last. It's definitely gonna be. A test of like it's a I mean the NBA season's a marathon you know it's eighty two yes. games based off so. of how it is right now, I would say that they're in the ballpark of doing similarly to what they did last season. Yeah, where yes. I think they're gonna make the playoffs again now. But depending probably losing like the first exactly yeah. depending on how mm. you know far they go is really up to what their pieces end up doing. Like I mean Julius Randle was great all last season. I have him on my fantasy team. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's great. He's, he's doing a, good. He's a stat stuffer. We love we love but fantasy in this house. Yeah, he was he was uh, he was great during the regular season, and then the first round of the playoffs, he was just not it. Exactly. You know? so, so it's so like it's I mean depend on how they do in the playoffs. Totally. You know, for sure. And, but uh, also Tibbs, you know, is doing great things with their defense. You know, if it wasn't for the the high level of defense that they're playing, they definitely would be a bottom of the barrel team. True. Because, yeah. sure. like, their offense is <laughs> relatively lackluster. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, let's go back to the Bulls. <laughs> that okay. was my my original idea. Oh, right. idea. You did want to talk about yeah. the Bulls. Well, okay, so they, they were undefeated when I was taking notes on them. But, uh, again, the pickups they had this offseason, not really. I mean, Lonzo was good. DeMar was questionable, but he's playing really well for not being able to shoot threes. Or like barely able to shoot threes. Vucevic is still gonna step up. I think the most underrated pickup they got was Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso is balling out. And the Lakers right sorely miss him. That's all I'm gonna say. The Lakers sorely miss Alex Caruso. He's shaking his head, but the Lakers miss no, Alex totally Caruso. Do. They totally do. And they replaced him with like another like token white guy too, <laughs> which is great. Wait, who is it? Uh, I forget his name, but um, I think he might be a rookie. But um, like they're just like clowning all over on social media. Yeah. Like oh, they got rid of Caruso. Like the one, now they're like, the one or whatever. white guy yeah. on the team, and then they replaced him, and then look at him now. You know, like they're not like Caruso's balling out in Chicago, and then the Lakers are having quite a few problems with yes. their team right now. Indeed. And uh, the one thing I want to bring up was the when they had their four wins or the undefeated season, uh, undefeated season they had for like about a week. But the thing about it was that I looked at the the, the teams they were playing against. They played the, the Pistons twice, and I think the hardest competition they had was the Raptors. That was it. And that's why it looked really good, but the teams they played against were not that great. Mm-hmm. So you can't really say they were great. And you got to wait for their next you know, stint of games to figure out if they're actually good, like the Knicks and yeah, when they start, whoever they have. Yeah, when they start playing teams that are actually, you know, going to be like contenders. Yeah, exactly. Playoff contenders. Exactly. But, I mean, I'm still, I mean, what are y'all's thoughts about the Bulls in general? Like, I mean, we already talked about a little bit, but, like, I feel confident they could at least make the playoffs or, like, an A seed or a seven seed. No, I think, that's my thing. I think they're making the playoffs. I mean, you look at Lonzo right now, and honestly, the dude's balling out. All right? I mean, he's shooting shooting about seven threes a game, shooting 38%. So um, he definitely improved his shot over the past couple seasons, and now it's really coming to fruition. Um, he's going to be running this offense, you know, pretty much. I mean, Zach obviously is going to get the most shots and the most touches. 
But, um, I mean, Lonzo, you know, for the floor general. Um, and, yeah, they got, like, just good pieces around him. DeRozan, like you said, I was also very questionable about that at the beginning of the season and last year. But right now, I mean, he's doing good things for them. All he needs to do is finish at the rim and grab rebounds. And, I mean, they put the shooters around him. You know? mm-hmm. So I think that he was definitely a questionable pickup, but I think he's working out for them now. I'm a little bit more of a harsher critic of, the, of them. Um, I think that... <laughs> Lonzo's doing okay. Um, he's shooting more efficiently than not, but I do think oh, I do think, muted, so I do think that. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. I do think that uh, Lonzo probably will figure out a groove, but I don't think that he's going to be exponentially better than what we saw from him last season. Uh, and Crusoe is kind of a bum. Um, he's doing well because he's playing against crappier teams, and that's pretty much the case that it's going to play out in. He's not going to get as many minutes as he's been getting recently um, because he will drop in uh, in some respect in some games, and then he's going to go back to the bench like he did before. So I'm not... Alex Caruso, the Lonzo to Alex Caruso dunk, though. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it was a good dunk, but like, you know, <laughs> at, like that's it, one play out of the five games that they that they played on, <laughs> and that they clearly lost to uh, to the Knicks, which is definitely a more competitive team in the NBA than the rest of the uh, the teams that they've played, yes. and it's only going to get harder from here. So I don't see the the Bulls doing like exponentially well. Although I wouldn't count out them getting like an eight seed in the playoffs. I do think that that is feasible. Fair enough. I mean, that's the team I mainly want to talk about, and the Warriors, because they're both undefeated as of the time I was taking these notes. So we'll see. I know the last thing you guys wanted to add that was really quick, since we still have time. Again, we want to keep this to 30, 40 minutes. So the rule change. Um, a lot of teams, a lot of players are benefiting, a lot of players aren't. Uh, you already, everyone probably already knows the one player that's not benefiting from this Everybody rule change. Knows who it is, and it is James Harden. Oh, you're not wearing the of James Harden. I was, I was going to point it. I'm wearing the I'm wearing the Durant jersey. I was going to point his jersey and say like, oh, this guy. But no, like, no. But it is it is James Harden right now. I mean, even just watching him play, he's still like, what pisses me Actually, off. Actually, first the off, let's explain the rule before we go into oh, to right, protect. Okay. Does yeah. anyone like? Does anyone know like word for word or like better? Because I could explain it, but it's not going to be as great. I don't know what word but, for word, but basically the rule is that if the the act of the defender has jumped into the air as the shooter has faked a shot and they end up crossing into the shooter's range and the shooter also jumps into the defender, it is no longer called a foul by the defender. Yeah, and also I think well, the, uh, the part of that only, rule, I think also part of that rule is like the non-basketball moves, the well, causing fouls. So like, yeah. I mean, you watch how James Harden got so many foul calls, you know, he would do like his little hook move or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, and then basically force the defender to foul him. Yes. Um, so finally, you know, they're picking up on that and they're saying that that's no bueno and none of that, which yeah. I'm I'm very happy about that, even though, you know, James Harden is on the nets. <laughs> I like that. I still through more. That's what yep. I'm saying. Like it's the like the NBA for the past few seasons is just been like a foul every single play. You know, someone's getting to the line every single play, but now they're finally letting the game, you know, gather some momentum. Um and I, I like it a lot better, honestly. And it also is kind of nice and refreshing to watch some of these guys who think certain things are fouls, 
and then not get the call, yeah. you know, and you're like, yeah, like, how does it feel yeah. kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. Like, it's great. Even watching James Harden not get some of his fouls. I'm sitting there like, buddy, like, you knew, you know it's not a foul, yeah, exactly. you know? So, like, I don't know why you're getting upset about it. Um, and I, I think that, um, you know, that like, some players are even benefiting from this rule. Um, you know, they're, they're, like, big men in the league, like, um, one, for example, that stood out to me was Valanciunas. Jonas Valanciunas um, has been playing very well uh, as of late, and he's a, a lot much of an older player who has had to deal with this uh, type of rule for many years and now is finally getting in to- towards his favor, and now he's doing really well with, uh, with the Pelicans. So I think that um, you know it, it, the 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 rule change is definitely benefiting some players and um, taking away from others. But I think that it is balancing it in some respect. You know there are other players who are known as the dinosaurs of the league, like my Valanciunas, who don't really have much outside their game other than the post, uh, and lacking in defense because of that kind of rule. But now um, is compensating for that and doing well and succeeding as a player. Yeah, yeah they're able. Like the the wing defenders are now actually able to guard mm-hmm. these three point shooters a lot better. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're not getting these like ridiculous or, know, or like, scared to try to or, attempt. Yeah, to walk like even just too. scared to do it. You know, and giving them like an open shot as opposed to fouling them. They know that they can actually you know like put a hand in their face now and not get um, exactly. not get crap for it. Exactly. Oh, I know. Like one of the things I like seeing is um you know how Steph used to do this thing where um. He'll he'll step back three point line pump fake wait for the defender to jump into him and then he'll jump into the mm-hmm. defender yeah and then he'll well, get the foul I think Trey Young was more you know, of a uh, well tra- a perpetrator uh, of that yeah I mean Trey yeah. Young definitely for sure it's a bunch of these guys that do this yeah. mm-hmm. but um I know like it's just nice to see that not happening now yeah, you know sure. like it's just refreshing I think yeah oh also the uh, part of this was I don't know the numbers exactly but I know a lot of like news like. Sources have written about it, but, like, the NBA free throw numbers that are all-time low this season compared to every other season the NBA has ever been, like, a part of the thing, you know? Which I love. So, I love that. I think I like I like it playing through, but some calls are not getting called, which are, or are blatantly calls that a lot of people... Like, I know my Celtics have had this problem. Like, Tatum's getting clearly, like, fouled. Like, he gets his arm slapped, like, he gets slapped in the face, and they don't call it. I think refs so, have more of an issue with getting the right amount of calls. Because you, you at the end of the day, you do have to think, like, oh, they are human. They are going to make yeah, mistakes. Yeah, of course they're going to yeah. But, like, I, I, I mean, it is true that they should be on top of their shit as much as possible. So, I mean, the, when they when there is a blatant call, it should be called. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I do agree with Makoto that it, it, in some respect, that does happen a lot It's uh, in more recent times in the NBA, which is somewhat a annoying to watch as a viewer but um ultimately i mean i think that they're gonna you know with this rule change they have to kind of compensate for other foul calls and let some other stuff slide that may be similar to that kind of stuff you know uh vice versa and everything like that yeah that you want to yeah. add anything to that pretty much sums it up yeah i mean again we'll see how this goes i think they're going to start calling more stuff later in the season once they start figuring out their groove and figuring out what you know, get used to this new rule change. Mm-hmm. I but think, like, a lot of the fouls that they're missing, I think they're seeing, they're like, oh, I don't know if that was, like, a non-basketball move to try to draw the foul, you know? So I think you're right. Once, like, the season kind of picks up a little bit, they're going to hit their stride. Yeah. So, and again, we kept this pretty short. I'm actually glad we're actually about, probably going to end this around 30 minutes. But again, I'm happy for season two to finally start. Excited yes, for all this new stuff we're we are back. doing. We're we are back. back. We are back. We are back, and we're ready to make this a better podcast in general because I know I think I think season one was more of like a test run for me yeah definitely a trial and uh, for all of us who were a part of it so I'm excited to actually make this like a full-blown thing especially 
you know, we're, I think we're juniors now. So yeah, a couple yeah. more years in college. So we're going to be doing, I think we're going to be yeah. running this for another couple more years and even maybe, Hopefully, maybe yeah. even we're, after. We're hoping. We're I know. hoping for it. Hoping for it. But yeah, until yeah. next week, guys, we got a lot, we got a lot to talk about because the NBA season just started. And we might even go back to the, some of the preseason stuff if it does come up. But for right now, a lot of stuff in the NBA is going on. A lot of, like, again, this season seems like it's very different than every other season. So mm. there's going to be definitely a lot to talk about every week. So until next week, everybody, peace out. Peace.